Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, a weekly financial podcast where we talk about ways to integrate your faith and your finances. This is Bob Barber. This is Mary Jo Lyons. Are you ready to learn the truth about money from a biblical perspective? Join us as we discuss what God's Word says about money. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Hello, Mary Jo. You doing all right today? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you doing? Well, we've had some more rain here in Central Texas, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited about today's program because we're going to be talking about wealth management, but we're definitely going to be talking about it from a different perspective. Yes. Before we get into today's discussion, there is something that I wanted to talk to you about. I just wanted to ask get your perspective on something before we go too deep. We know that the Bible, it's an authority on many subjects. But what about money and investments? How can teachings from thousands of years ago apply to today's sophisticated economy? How can the Bible compare to all the noise we hear 24-7 on all the financial news outlets? (laughs) You're asking me that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're the voice of wisdom, aren't you? I'm like a loaded gun when you ask that kind of question, because I believe the Bible is so full of wisdom, of course, and it has so much to say about money management and wealth management. I mean, the Bible is just full of scriptures, hundreds and hundreds of them. As a matter of fact, there's a couple thousand of them. But let me share a few scriptures that I really just want to take to heart today. Like Proverbs 15.22 is one that speaks in the Bible that plans fail from lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. And this is one of my favorite scriptures when it comes to wealth management and applying that scripture to wealth management. That's none of us is an island. We need one another. And the Bible speaks about how we need one another. And, you know, we had a whole show on how to seek wise counsel. Now, you know I'm a big Proverbs guy, so I'm sharing some of these scriptures from Proverbs, like Proverbs 13, 11, wealth from get-rich-quick schemes disappears quickly, but wealth from hard work grows over time. I think I heard my dad tell me that a time or two growing yep. up. Yep. Yeah. I think I did the same things. That is a wealth management scripture. It says it right in there, wealth from get-rich-quick schemes disappears quickly. Then there's Proverbs 21.5, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. And then we've got Hebrews 4.12-13, that just really speaks about the Word of God, and that the Word of God is alive and powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And nothing in all creation is hidden from God, including our finances. Didn't say that in there, but I kind of added that part. And everything is exposed before his eyes, and he is the one who we are accountable for. So when it comes to wealth management, how we handle everything that God's given us, we're accountable to God how we're handling that. You know, most of these scriptures that you read for us, they all mention hard work, and that's kind of uh, ties well into wealth management, because most of us have accumulated wealth through our hard work. I mean, not always, but for most of us, it's come from our earnings over the years. We're going to kind of tie those together. Wealth management, generally by itself, it's a meaty topic, but when you throw in Christian wealth management, it's even meatier. And I hear clients, they ask me all the time, exactly what is wealth management? So most don't think of themselves as having wealth. Wealth management, it's a concept that we as advisors use to articulate the financial principles and strategies that we use as we work with our clients. 
it's very much a process and it doesn't happen in one meeting, but it happens and develops over the course of time. Wealth management is a discipline that incorporates financial planning, investment management, tax planning, financial goal setting. We look at it as a very holistic approach where we're coordinating all the moving pieces and parts of your financial life. And from there, we are able to provide solutions that will help you achieve your objectives. Those solutions are both suitable for the situation, and in our case, they're in your best interest always. And in other words, we are looking at the whole enchilada. You sound like a South Texas girl when you say that. (laughs) (laughs) I always look forward to my Mexican food on Friday nights. (laughs) So wealth management is not just the enchilada, and it's not just the taco, and it's not just the beans, and it's not just the rice, and it's not just the guacamole. It's all of it. (laughs) It's the Mexican plate. And today we're going to be talking about 15 of those wealth management issues. But Christian wealth management adds another layer on top of that, because as we look at all these issues, Christian wealth management is doing all of that in a way that brings glory to God and that is grounded in his word that allows us to integrate our faith with our finances. You and I have said that many times, and that's what we're all about is integrating our faith with our finances. Absolutely. And you know, in a true wealth management approach, which is what we offer at CIS Wealth Management Group. Our clients develop a deep and trusting relationship with us as their advisor. We work with them to understand their entire financial picture, their goals, their priorities, what matters most to them, what their feelings are about money. And then we lay out options and we discuss the pros and cons of each of the options with our clients and what those approaches mean. So we serve as a financial advocate and most importantly, a trusted fiduciary. You were talking a lot about Proverbs earlier, Bob. In Proverbs 15, verse 27, a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. And I think you shared that earlier. You know, another thing about wealth management as we talk about this, Mary Jo, is that every person is different, so every situation is unique. And we've got to customize the approach the way we look at wealth management to fit that particular person or family's individual needs. Because financial advice is really about communicating and digging deeper. And we like to ask a lot of questions to cover a particular family's financial and their emotional, their social needs, so that we can understand how to lead them on this wealth management journey. And, you know, truly as a trusted financial advisor, it's about developing a clear and compelling financial vision for that family. And when necessary, we look to bring in other experts as a wealth management process, like an attorney, a CPA, an insurance specialist, and many times even a planned giving specialist. I know we had a program on giving, and that's an example. Maybe somebody needs a donor advice fund or a charitable remainder trust or a charitable gift annuity. So we can bring in a specialist that can integrate that with the full wealth management picture. You know, they call this a deep discovery process, and that's what we hope to do with our clients is discover everything we can about them so that we can make the most appropriate recommendations for them. And at CIS Wealth Management, we work with our clients on what we described as the 15 wealth management issues, so we're going to run through those shortly. But you can also find these on our website at ciswealth.com, or you can get a free copy by calling us at 877-71-TRUTH. That number again is 877-718-7884. And these wealth management issues are key issues that are critical to the financial well-being of most successful families. 
Not all of them apply to everyone in every situation. And as we mentioned earlier, we take a very disciplined approach to addressing these. We can't cover them all in one meeting, but over the course of the relationship and as the clients give us their priorities, we'll begin addressing them throughout that relationship and as you move forward in your quarterly meetings, annual reviews, that sort of thing. One of the things as a financial planner, I have the opportunity to give clients a vision of what they can become financially. So money becomes a tool. My purpose in going through the financial planning process is that by working towards these goals, the clients become a better steward of their God-given resources. So when it comes to finances, there are many areas that aren't black and white in scripture, but there are a lot of principles that we can follow. We shared a lot from Proverbs already, and in Proverbs 21 verse 5, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. It's another good one. Good financial advice always has its roots in biblical wisdom. And financial decisions can have a lot of emotional traps attached to them if we're not careful. But a trusted financial advisor can help you navigate those and avoid those emotional drivers that get in the way. So think about it this way. When you think emotionally, it's hard to think rationally. Really, you can't think irrationally if you're just thinking emotionally. And life really is about decisions. And decisions determine our destiny. Everything we do while living here on earth can have eternal consequences. We should always ask ourselves, what would God have me do in this wealth management decision? As the old saying goes from a long time ago, WWJD. I remember when we used to wear the WWJD bracelets. Really pray and seek God's word in financial decisions. For a Christian, a financial decision is a spiritual decision, and a spiritual decision is a financial decision. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a good scripture here from James 1, 5 through 6 out of the NIV. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all those without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. I will say this many times. I've just had to stop and say, Lord, I need your wisdom here because I don't understand what this is trying to tell me, but give me your wisdom. You know, and every time we do take a moment to stop and pray when we find ourselves in a complex situation or somewhere where we're unsure, I think we always find a little bit more clarity. You know, your use of money, it reflects your goals, your values, your priorities, and of course, your spiritual convictions. By making good financial decisions, you can bring balance into your life. This allows you more time for what matters most, and I think that's relationships. Purposeful planning helps us become accountable, which leads us to peace of mind. That is true wealth. So, Bob, we've been talking a lot about wealth management as a whole. Why don't we just kind of begin to run through those 15 specific wealth management issues and how they relate to biblical principles? Now, that was quite an introduction to get to the 15 wealth management issues. So here we go. <laughs> All right, we're going to go through these pretty quickly, but the nice thing about it as we talk about these wealth management issues is that we're going to have different programs on nearly each one of these on a podcast. The first wealth management issue that we've had an entire program about is estate planning. And if you remember, we made that podcast called Estate Planning the Wrong Way, the Right Way. And that might be something you might want to go back and listen to. Proverbs 20, 21 says an inheritance gained quickly at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. So ask yourself this question. Have you created a wise plan for handing off your wealth to your heirs and ministries you care about after you're gone? 
You know, another thing we touched on in that episode was multi-generational planning. One of the things that families need to think about and the wealth transfer process, are your heirs qualified to handle that inheritance wisely and from a biblical perspective? In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, it reads, But watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live, and be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. So as you think about your family, your situation, and your heirs, are all of them prepared for it? Are all of them, the person that you have in mind, are they the best choice to receive that inheritance? So there's ways you can plan and spread it out. You don't have to give it to them all at once, but there's all kinds of unique things you can do to better prepare the next generation. And that's what we help you do. Okay, the third strategy that we look at of the wealth management issues is tax planning. So you have to look at this as part of it. An example, is your tax burden really high, like more than $50,000 a year? And if it is, we can do a lot of planning that can many times save you $1,000, $5,000, maybe even $10,000 in good tax strategies. But I do want to emphasize on this wealth management issue is where I like to bring a well-qualified CPA in. And if you don't have a CPA, then we can help you get one. But if you do have one, we'll work with that CPA as well. Mary Jo, I think we both want to say here too that we're not CPAs and that you need to seek the advice of a CPA with complex tax planning issues. Because we do not give tax advice. That's exactly right. And I know that our compliance folks want to hear us say that. (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) We're staying out of jail. (laughs) The scripture we like to use that goes with tax planning is from Romans 13. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right and they will honor you. That's a great scripture. It goes with tax planning because we want to be totally honest with our tax planning of the Ten Commandments about stealing in line. Nine and ten of the Ten Commandments. That goes kind of under tax planning because we want to do everything above board. We're talking about legal tax planning. Yeah, legal. Exactly. Totally, totally legal, not illegal. Matthew twenty-two twenty-one. It's interesting when they were trying to trap Jesus and they said, should we pay taxes? And he took that coin and he said, whose picture is on this coin? And they said, Caesar. And he said, then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. And you know, Bob, tax planning, I thought it makes sense that we are going to be doing a special uh, podcast on tax planning, but it's also something that should be thought about throughout the year, not just in April as you're preparing this year's taxes, but you want to be thinking about the year to come and towards the end of the year, making sure that you are doing everything you can so that you're well set up for the following tax year as you prepare your return. And also, many of our listeners are small business owners, and they are doing tax planning on a quarterly basis. It's something that we need to think about continually. So many people come to me with two weeks to go in the year, or like you say, two weeks before Mm -hmm. April 15th, and they want to do all their tax planning there. And it's like you say, you've got to do this way in advance all year long, and it can result in thousands of dollars in tax savings. You know, that can be big over time for sure. So our next one is planning for risk and liabilities. Do you have a plan in place to shield you, your family, and your business interests from major liabilities and lawsuits? In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it reads, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion. Look for someone to devour. 
I think I shared with you, Bob, one of my little stories is last year around Christmas time, I was coming home into the neighborhood and I came around the corner and I looked up and I saw our neighbor. This is the same neighbor that has a pool in their backyard and they have dogs, so they should be having a liability policy just for those reasons. But I looked up and he had another neighbor and they were both on the roof on ladders installing Christmas lights. So I rolled down the window and I said, Jeremy, do you have a liability plan in place? And he had one the next day. (laughs) (laughs) It it is amazing. We're always wearing those hats, you know. (laughs) I have Ron Purse from Christian Insurance Services help us so much. And it's amazing when he looks at homeowners policies and automobile policies. And we even had in one of our newsletters, are you assured that you have the right insurance? And it's amazing what he finds all the time because people buy insurance just based on price and you should never do that. By the way, you didn't say First Peter 5, 8 when you said that. You didn't paraphrase to today's watch out for the great lawyer. Ah. He prowls around looking for that lawsuit, yes. looking for someone to sue. <laughs> so, sharks, they're out there. You got to watch them. The fifth element that we look at of the 15 wealth management issues is planning for incapacity, like a death, disability, long-term care. This is where you look at disability policies, you look at your life insurance, you look at long-term care policies to assure that you're taken care of. Mary Jo, you can really attest to this with your mom, can't you? Absolutely. And November is Alzheimer's Awareness Month. So we're definitely going to be exploring that topic in more detail, but it's something I'm very passionate about. And a lot of people don't realize that disability and how important that is. Because if you're a surgeon and you get a tremor in your hand, you can no longer do surgery. So that applies to like one neighbor is an artist. So you have to protect that. And that's where that disability insurance, we probably don't talk about that enough. Well, I can tell you just last year with cancer that Rachel has been going through, my wife, for those of you that don't know my wife, last year, because she worked in the business a lot and she's not been able to work in the business near as much with her cancer. Now that's gone now and that's been taken out, but we have a disability policy and we filed for disability during that time that she was having all that chemo and radiation. Question you've got to ask here is, do you and your family have a plan in place that if you were incapacitated and lost your income, you're going to be taken care of? And a scripture that I like to go with that is from 1 Timothy 5, 8. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Pretty tough scripture, but it talks about how we are to provide and not be a burden on those that we love. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 2, But divide your investments among many places, for you do not know what risks might lie ahead. Another good one. Why don't you go into number six, and then I'll get into number seven. Number six, budgeting and debt elimination. Do you need to create and implement a budget strategy to eliminate debt and create positive cash flow? Proverbs chapter 27, verse 23 and 24. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. For riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. So we've talked about debt in the past, and we'll talk about that in more detail. But certainly debt, as you always say, Bob, it preys on the future. It really does. When you take out a lot of debt, you're assuming that you're going to have a really bright future. And when none of us know the future, that you can pay that back. And the budgeting, I'm just amazed at how many people really don't know 
what their budget is and how many retirees we start to work with. That's the first thing you got to know is what is your budget? Like you said there, know the condition of your flocks. Number seven out of the 15 is doing charitable giving and planned giving. And do you really have a heart for giving? And would you like to create a legacy that shares your values with your family and others, both now and after you're gone? And this is where we can use things like a donor advice fund. I really like the scripture from Matthew 25, 35 through 40. It talks about when someone was hungry and you gave them something to eat and they were thirsty and you gave them something to drink and they were a stranger and you invited them in. They needed clothes and you clothed them. They were sick and you looked after them. They were in prison and you came to visit them. They'll look at that and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty or give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? He looks back and says, whenever you did something for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So when you think about charitable giving, when we're helping to feed the poor and the downtrodden and the helpless, we're serving God. Absolutely. And you know, Bob, I'd like to share so we can plan for that during life and at death. It's just kind of another way to say now and in the future. So that brings us to investment planning. Do you have investment strategies to meet your goals, like retirement, maybe a second home for your family, your long-term care needs, miscellaneous major expenditures, maybe a new car in the future, any other specific goals, maybe caring for elderly parents, whatever that may be. And when we talk about investment planning, we want to make sure that we're coordinating that over all the various buckets, all the various types of accounts, types of investments, types of managers types of funds. So we want to make sure those are all working together so that your entire portfolio is balanced, not just each little account. We're going to correlate that as a whole. From Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19, Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. And here's another one from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 11. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. I think we shared that earlier, but it definitely implies to investment planning as well. You know, what's interesting, Mary Jo, is that we had seven wealth management issues before we even got to investment planning. Yet most people think of wealth management is just the investment planning piece of the puzzle. Well, there are advisors that only look at that, but we look at your entire financial background, your entire financial picture, not just your investments. That's only a piece of it. So I want to say before we go into 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15, (laughs) that as you're hearing all these, we know that this can just be nearly information overload. It's like, man, y'all are bringing an elephant to the podcast today and asking me to eat this whole thing. No, we're not. We just want you to hear all the different issues of wealth management. And we do want you to know that you can go to ciswealth.com on our website and you can look up wealth management and see all of these issues right there. It's very simple to see. And we have a lot of information on all of these wealth management issues. So let's go into the ninth issue is what we call education and family support. Would you like to be able to fund your children or grandchildren's college education or create future funding for others with special needs? That's the question behind that one that we like to ask, because many of you may have a niece or a nephew or a granddaughter or grandson that may have some special needs. And that's where this issue comes into play. 
Yes, absolutely. And you want to certainly make sure that as you're looking at that family support, do you have something a lot of people don't have in writing, and that is successor custodian for your children if something were to happen to you. They want to make sure that you're in control of that decision and not the state. And I must say here, before we go to the next one, this is what I like about using a corporate trustee program too. This ninth wealth management issue goes with possibly estate planning. I mean, maybe not the children or grandchildren's college education, but actually it does because then you can have a corporate trustee come in and help you on that. And that's a whole nother subject. We'll do another podcast on that. Absolutely. That brings us to titling and beneficiary designations. Are all of your accounts titled properly to follow your estate plan? When the attorneys drop the paper, they typically will give you direction as to what to put on your beneficiaries, on your individual retirement accounts, on your 401k at work, but all your various financial accounts. But what happens is people bring those documents home, they stick them in a drawer, and they forget that step. And I can't tell you how many times I've reviewed those for clients and the ex-spouse is still the beneficiary and the current spouse and the current children are not taken care of. We just encourage everybody to make sure those are current. It's just like estate planning. It needs to be looked at every three to five years and updated with your estate plan. The 11th wealth management issue that is a very, very popular one is retirement planning. Are you sure that you have enough funds for retirement? Mary Jo, we just had someone come in today and they've been saving for 25 or 30 years and thought that they could retire right now, but it's hard to retire on just $100,000. So how much is enough? To me, I mean, 100000 is only going to generate safely about $4,000 a year or around $300, $350 a month if you're retiring at 60 or 65. So you need more funds than just $100,000 in retirement if you don't have a pension plan that's going to be supplementing you. This person's really not ready to retire like they thought they were. I was just going to add, and if you want to live on more than what Social Security provides you, and not everybody's eligible for Social Security. So you have to be thinking about that in time to save. And when it comes into retirement planning, too, I do want to mention this, that as a Christian, and this is a Christian financial podcast, retirement only appears in the Bible, actually just one time. Work appears in the Bible. If you just put it like in Bible Gateway, you're going to see it, it appears over four to 500 times. So the Bible doesn't speak much about retirement. And I think we're going to really look at retirement differently over the next 10 to 15, 20 years, as people, quite frankly, don't have enough to retire on. And retirement kind of came about from the Great Depression and trying to get older people out of the work system so younger people could come in. In the Bible, where it does appear is in Numbers 8, 25 through 26, but the age of 50, the priest shall retire from their service and work and not work any longer, that they may, however, though, assist their brothers in the tent of the meeting. And some versions say they shall teach their brothers. It's really about taking that wisdom and helping others at a certain age. I think you're right, Bob. We're going to see this label change in years to come. And we've been pointing our listeners to our website, and they can also find some previous newsletters that we've had there. And I know recently I wrote an article in that regard that talked a lot about what you were mentioning and the fact that the Bible really refers to work and God intended for us to work and work in joy. And retiring to a life of leisure was not really in the cards but we're in a different place now. Some food for thought and some things to think about. 
So we're down to just the last three or four of the wealth management issues, and we're going to get through these pretty quick. Number 12 of the 15 wealth management issues, which is another big one we see that people are not doing, is essential document and account integration. When you ask somebody, can you instantly access all of your financial information, like your insurance policies, your wills, your trust, quickly? And usually they cannot. They got to go home and try to find it. Or maybe someone has a box at home that has all of that information in it. Today, what's so great about technology is you can scan these kind of documents and put them into a cloud. We have a system here with an app on your iPhone. And I remember when my wife was going through surgery for her cancer a few months back, when we needed a medical power of attorney, all I had to do is hit my app and pull up that medical power of attorney. And it was right there, ready to go. And that's what we're referring to when we talk about essential document and account integration and how important this is to be a part of one of your wealth management issues. And we make that secure portal available to our clients as a benefit for working with CIS Wealth Management. And that brings us to executive compensation. Are you an executive with incentive plans, including stock options, supplemental executive retirement plans, and non-qualified compensation? Now, again, this probably doesn't apply to everyone, but certainly, you know, my husband has gotten deferred compensation, for example, and in the past, we've both had access to stock options, and so that requires a whole level of expertise and certainly something we're prepared to help clients with. And the 14th one is business succession planning. Again, this will not apply to most people, but if you're a business owner, have you created a plan for the transition of your business interest someday? I can really help you here. I've owned my own business for many, many years, and we do have a business succession plan in place. And I know the right attorneys to bring on board as part of the wealth management team, if you do own a business, how to hand that off to the following generation or how you could sell that business. And last but not least, that brings us to holistic financial planning. And would you need a holistic financial plan that integrates all the wealth management issues that pertain to you that we've been talking about? This is something, you know, that we can look at as a whole. Some people have very complex situation and they may need comprehensive financial plan, but some people really may just have a couple of these issues that apply to them. As a certified financial planner and part of our financial planning offer at CIS Wealth Management, we can do an hourly consultation where it's a minimum of three hours, but we can touch on, say, two to three of these issues and really dig deep on those and do it over for just an hourly fee. And that is separate and above for somebody that maybe doesn't need investment management, but they do have a few planning needs that they want to cover. Give us a call if that pertains to you and be happy to share more details with you. As we're coming to the very end of our program, You've heard us talk about all these different wealth management issues. I'm going to pop through them real quick, just one by one. And this shows the importance of why you need a good financial advisor that's going to look at all of these issues. Estate planning, multi-generational planning, tax planning, planning for risk and liabilities, planning for incapacity, budget and debt elimination, planned and charitable giving, investment planning, education and family support titling and beneficiary designation, retirement planning, essential document and account integration, executive compensation. I'm just about done. Business succession planning and holistic financial planning. Those are all the areas of wealth management. And we do that from a Christian perspective and helping you to understand how to put this all together is a really nice puzzle 
and then it's monitored on an annual basis. Anything you want to say here at the end, Mary Jo? They can find more about this on our website at ciswealth.com. We can get a free copy by just giving us a call at 877-71-TRUTH or 877-718-7884. You are listening to Christian Financial Perspectives. Join us next week as we explore what God's Word says about money. And don't forget, you can sign up for our free newsletter at ciswealth.com or give us a call at 877-71-TRUTH. That's 877-718-7884. To make sure you don't miss any of our podcasts regarding the truth about money, be sure to subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives at christianfinancialpodcast.com for free. If there are any specific topics you would like to hear more about, we'd love to hear from you. That's all for now. Until next week. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber and Mary Jo Lyons. Bob and Mary Jo do not provide tax advice and encourage you to seek guidance from a tax professional. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA CIS Wealth Management Group, a registered investment advisor.